Chapter 48 of Fruits of the Spirit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare. Fruits of the Spirit by Hamilton Wright. Maybe. Chapter 48. The Long View of Life. A young man gets a position in a business of some kind and secures his opportunity which is all he has a right to ask for. There are two ways in which he can deal with it. He can do his work honestly day by day for his wages at the end of the week, filling up exactly the measure of work assigned to him. This will make him a trustworthy employee who can be counted on to do conscientiously what he is told to do. He becomes a good soldier in the army of workers, or, and this is the turning point in his career, he can fill the measure to overflowing, pouring all his intelligence and energy into it, without much thought of the amount he is to be paid. If he chooses this way, he presently gets out of the ranks and becomes a leader, a captain in the army of workers. He may be satisfied with doing well what falls to him each day, or he may push on by mastering the details of his business, making himself familiar with every part of it, and fitting himself for steady advancement in keeping ahead of the work required of him. Most men are content with what comes to them and remain employees. A few make themselves masters of the secrets, methods and conditions of their business and become employers. A man fixes his place in life by the amount of time and work he is willing to put into preparation for larger tasks and greater responsibilities. In this country, few young men need to be urged to work harder for work already fills an immoderate and excessive portion of the time of most Americans. But young men and older men in this country need to be urged to plan their work on larger lines and to do it with greater intelligence. One of the most interesting directions which scientific experiment is taking today is that of intensive farming. This means not adding acre to acre, but doubling and quadrupling the yielding capacity of the acres under cultivation. And this is supplemented in the business world, especially in the great industries, by the scientific management of business, the end of which is, by more intelligent methods of work, to reduce the labour and, at the same time, greatly increase production. These two principles every young man ought to study, how, without additional work, he can get more effective work out of himself how, without the expenditure of increased force, he can make himself more fruitful. The vital defect of the young man who plans his work for the day instead of for the decade is that he works like an artisan instead of like an artist. He does what is set before him and obeys orders instead of looking ahead and making himself an expert. He does not apply ideas to his work but pursues it in a routine fashion without individuality of method. The problem which the young man who is to be successful, not only in the practical, but in the fuller and nobler sense of the term, must face, is to reduce the expenditure of physical and nervous strain while increasing his productivity and bringing out of himself the finer fruits which scientific methods have developed. There is an enormous undeveloped force in the human race that some day, by more thorough training and more intelligent use of faculties, will be at the service of humanity. As we are now drawing energy from the air and the earth to do the work and carry the burdens of humanity, so some day 
we shall draw from the unused and ill-directed capacity of men a finer and greater efficiency the end of life is not to toil like a slave but to work like a free man with a vision of what one means to do with one's life with intelligence of method and concentration of power end of chapter forty eight recording by chad horner from ballyclare